2: Hey, this is Bill Carlin for Bill Bunkley today. Thanks for listening to Faith Talk 57910 FM 102.1. Great to be with you Tuesday afternoon. Bill Bunkley returns tomorrow, and uh, we can hardly wait around here. We love his smiling face, and so we're looking forward to that. Thanks for uh, for listening. It's always a joy to be able to hang out with you, to be able to spend some time, and I'm thankful for this platform. Uh, I'm thankful uh, for the last going on 25 years that uh, I've had an opportunity uh, at one station or another to uh, spend some time with you. It's meaningful to me. And there's so much I like about that. Um, Today, I was reminded of a couple of things that I didn't like. I don't like about it. Things that are hard. And I'll tell you what happened is, uh, you know, social media is one of those funny things, particularly Facebook, because, while your face is on that book, and you can put up pictures of yourself or your family or, or your you know your puppies, you can kind of make yourself look however you want. It also lends us opportunity for you to say things in a in a in a community, among a group of people, uh, maybe large or small, that you would never say to somebody's face. You would never do it. Um, And I'll, I'll give you an example. And I wasn't, you know, we use the term snowflake. I, I was not hurt by this personally. Actually, the reason I was even turned onto the thread was because a buddy of mine uh, complimented me on it. Uh, but uh, there was, a, there was a, a post by somebody that I know, kind of a friend from years back. And it was comparing one of uh, our air personalities in the community, our Christian air personality. Uh, with uh, somebody on another station who was not a believer, in fact, it was a whole different format one was one was music, the other was was talk and uh, it was pretty innocuous to begin with. It was like who who do you like to listen to this person or that person and why and what it devolved into pretty quickly was a bashing session now the the person who, who started this thread and who kind of kept it going is is a brother in Christ and later on when i talked to him off off post i was, he he pulled it down but but it turned into this well i don't like the way this person talks and i think they're silly and they do this too much and they do that too much and the other guy uses big words that i can't understand which is all fine and when you're when you're on a public platform that's the way that it is what what particularly agitated me about this post was just the rudeness of it, the way people were mocking, and it brought other hosts into it and other Christian radio stations and, and all this kind of stuff. And some of the things were so insulting and so, I would say, hurtful. And what was really hard for me is I knew everybody on that post. I knew the different DJs and I knew the different personalities that were talking that they were talking about personally. I've been around pretty much all of them. And I knew them all to be great Christian people, people who love Jesus Christ with their whole heart and really are trying to make a big difference. The people that they were talking about on the secular side of the dial, the mainstream side of the dial, I, I know some of them not very well, but they seem to be people of goodwill. And so as this was going back and forth, I just jumped in. Somebody mentioned my name and they mentioned the name of Dave Kirby, who was my morning show partner years ago on Life 91 is having a really great program, and I was very touched by that. Okay, I came down and says, hey, thank you for that, but I want to address in this thread the way you're destroying your brothers and sisters in Christ, the way that you're ripping to shreds the ministry work that somebody else is doing, somebody who probably struggles to get it done. I mean, I know that it looks like in radio we kind of just walk in at three or four o'clock in the afternoon and sit down and blot out a a great radio show. I don't know if this is a great radio show today, but you get my point. And there's not. I mean, there's a lot of preparation that goes into that. And especially if you work at a a Christian or a nonprofit radio station, um, you usually have to wear two or three hats. So in, in jobs that I've had before, when I was a morning show host or an afternoon drive guy, I also was a music director, a production guy, and a program director. And I had to show up at station events, so my family missed me a lot. And I just kind of jumped in with that. And I think what I what I'm kind of getting to in the midst of all of this is: look, we live in times where we like to beat each other over the head with our words, whether it's our political opponents, people that we disagree with spiritually. Uh, it's easy on Facebook. It's easy on Twitter. Uh, it's easy on Instagram. It's easy on Tumblr, whatever your particular mode of social media is, to just kind of say something like it's in a vacuum and it doesn't get back to the person that you're saying about. And uh, the thing that I said is, look, when you're in a public forum, I've developed a pretty thick hide, but it's hurtful. When so- Imagine if I came to your job and pulled everybody into the break room and you and Joe Blow, who work in the cubicle next to each other, I just sat there and said, you know, I like Joe Blow's you know, work ethic. Sally, Sally Gray is lazy. <laughs> and when she does her work, it's really dumb. And she writes poorly. And she misspells things. And her grammar is bad. You would feel horrible, wouldn't you? Of course you would. We all would. So it, in the context of things... Maybe there's a place for a a response that's blunt. Maybe there's a, a place for a response that is terse or to the point. But as Christians, we don't really necessarily have that freedom. We have freedom in Christ from our sins. We have freedom to do good, but we don't have freedom to denigrate and destroy others. And as, 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 kindly as we're to treat one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, I would even say we have a moral obligation, a spiritual obligation, to treat those that we consider enemies even better. So that maybe they become friends, so that maybe we can have that conversation in which they see Christ represented in the way he's supposed to be represented. So with all that said, I just... You know, my, my brothers and sisters at the Joy FM, at Spirit FM, at Moody, uh, I'm trying not to leave anybody out. Um, I'm just thankful for all the great work that's done for the kingdom of God, of course, here at Salem Media Group, uh, by our hosts across the board. And if you want to tell me that I do a great job, I'm just narcissistic enough to enjoy that. <laughs> But if you use that as a jumping off point to critique or to mock uh, another, particularly in an open forum, particularly in a a virtual room full of people, I'm going to call you out on that. And I'm going to do it gently. And I'm going to do it kindly. And I'm going to do it with grace. But I'm still going to call you out. It is frustrating to me beyond measure where we are at in our national dialogue. It is frustrating to me beyond measure, not just to see those who don't know Christ engaging in verbal battery on Twitter, uh, on uh, Facebook, in the halls of Washington, D.C., or uh, in the movie studios of Hollywood, on the right and on the left and in the middle and, you know, all over the place. It bothers me greatly that we as Christians seem to have picked that up. Somebody says to you, hey, man, that really hurt my feelings. And you go, snowflake. Hey, what you said there, it just was really unkind. Go to your safe place. When we do that, when we reach out with that type of dialogue and that type of vitriol, I'm just telling you, you cannot evangelize those you antagonize. You na you, you, you cannot speak of amazing grace to someone that you extend nothing but rancor and contempt for. You cannot take a stand and make an ad hominem attack on someone and then later on speak to them of the glory of God in their creation. You just can't do those things. You can do one and you can do the other, but you can't do both. And as we move toward Christmas, I hope we are able, whether it's in the checkout counter Uh, at the store that's crowded, the restaurant uh, that we can't get seated at, the conversations that we have at the dinner table. uh, (laughs) They say you should never talk about religion and politics, but boy, they sure do come up. Until we can talk about those things in a way that is graceful and peaceful and surrender our right to be quote-unquote blunt or rather acerbic, we're always going to be as a Christ, uh, as a Christian body, um, marginalizing ourselves. We are always going to be putting ourselves, painting ourselves into a corner, in which we cannot speak the gospel. People say, "Well, I'm speaking the truth and love." Usually, you're just speaking, and the love comes in a second. I, I had this happen. Uh, we've just got a few minutes more before I, before I take a break here. Um, and I've got more to say about it. I mean, I, I just, it frustrates me to no end that if I really wanted you to get on the phone, I would make somebody the straw man enemy and beat them up and invite you to join me. If I said to you, Hey, I'd like to talk about all the good things about this person, the phones would be silent. That just, that is a truth of radio. It is the way that it is. Um, But I I would say this, that as we go into these conversations, I had one very early on as I was a brand new Christian. It was uh, my uh, sister's now ex-husband, who is a virulent atheist, uh, was not just, uh, you know, ambivalent about matters of faith, but was just outwardly hostile. And I remember sitting down to Christmas dinner with him and... uh, We prayed for the blessing and he openly criticized that and tried to be diplomatic and say, Hey man, this is kind of our way we believe. And, you know, and I'm going to tell you, it turned into almost a shouting match within about 10 minutes. So bad that I think I ended up leaving and going to a friend's house and I felt so sorry for myself and so full of pity and, this rotten, horrible atheist, just, you know what? He didn't ruin my Christmas dinner as much as I ruined an opportunity to show supernatural grace and have the opportunity to come back to Phil later and share Jesus Christ. All that to be said, let's be kind to each other. And man, is this not the best time ever to start that? I thought so. Hey, listen, when we come back, uh, and by the way, thank you for listening to that little diatribe. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk with Pastor Paul Pucciarelli from First Baptist Church of Brandon Christian Academy. They've got some great things happening at the school. They're one of our half-price tuition schools at ChristianTuitions.com. And the tech department's getting an upgrade there. VPK is coming. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Around 434, we'll talk with Pastor Ken Witten from Idlewild Baptist Church about Christmas at Idlewild and how you can be a part of that. And uh, we've got more coming on The Bill Bunkley Show. Thanks for listening.
3: The Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727 460 1225. That's 727 460 1225.
4: 40%. If you own an annuity, you could be entitled to 40% more in guaranteed lifetime income. Annuities can be complicated, confusing, and riddled with trapdoors. You know that. But did you know you could be robbed of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars? But one called a J.D. Melberg Financial could make this simple and easy and help you get 40% more in guaranteed lifetime income. They've been featured on PBS, CNBC, and Inc. Magazine. Their expert analysts will reveal the optimal time to activate your annuity, how you could collect this money tax-free, cut your fees and expenses, or how to get out of your annuity without costing you an arm and a leg. Learn how their exclusive next-gen annuity strategies Could increase your income up to 40% by calling 800-798-3399 now. That's 800-798-3399. 800-798-3399.
2: Welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl filling in. Today is Giving Tuesday, and I hope that you'll maybe make a choice to give to Heart for Lebanon, a ministry we've been working with for a couple of years now. Uh, And what they do is they go in with the gospel of Jesus Christ into these refugee camps on the border of Lebanon and Syria, and they are preaching the gospel less than 100, 200 miles away from Bethlehem to people who've never heard it before. People who are at risk, uh, children who are at risk of being radicalized, uh, children who are at risk of being uh, pushed into darkness uh, in ways that we cannot even imagine. And they are sharing Christ. They're sharing his love. They're educating these children with Christian values, and it is making a huge difference. Your gift of $98 can actually help enable an entire classroom of 18 children through Heart for Lebanon. Learn more about it. Listen, don't just take my word for it. Go to letstalkfaith.com, click the Heart for Lebanon banner, and if you would on this Giving Tuesday, uh, go ahead and make that gift. So thankful for opportunities to be with great Christian school leaders in this community for a number of years now. Uh, we've been uh, partnering with, uh, I think, some of the finest Christian schools in the community to offer half-price tuition for parents to get their students in and get them going and kind of get that ball rolling for those who, who need that for their child. And one of the schools that I love that we partner with and that I've spent a great deal of time at is First Baptist Church of Brandon's Christian Academy, FBBCA. And they're located on Parsons Avenue. I was over there uh, just before Thanksgiving with Pastor Paul Pucciarelli, and I sat down with a number of parents and a number of students and teachers over about a two-hour period. I'd, I'd done the same thing back in the springtime. And over and over and over again uh, we had moms and dads and grandparents talking about how their children were so positively affected not just by the academic atmosphere at first Baptist Brandon Christian Academy but by the spiritual atmosphere and the love that the teachers show those kids Paul uh Pastor Paul putrelli thanks for joining me here on the bill bunkley show i'm I'm glad you could take a few minutes to join me
5: hey Bill and thanks so much for our partnership through the years and Thank you for inviting me to the show this afternoon.
2: Well, you've always done such a great job there at uh, First Baptist Branded and Christian Academy. Uh, You have a school there and a staff that have a reputation Mm -hmm. for showing the love of Christ and caring for the kids. Mm -hmm. I know one of the moms and our listeners will get a chance to hear some of that audio in the coming weeks. One of the moms talking about, you know, you've got the right teacher when the teacher is texting you at night to make sure that their child is okay, that your child is okay, And maybe they've had a tough day and teacher Texas says hey i just want to make sure johnny's doing all right so you already have that great reputation and you have some neat things uh on the horizon vpk voluntary pre kindergarten is one of those programs that is funded now at first baptist brandon christian academy and it's something that parents can take advantage uh and i want to say for free is that correct
5: yeah yes bill and we're very very excited through the years we have not been uh a participant in that program but You know, the Lord has just opened up the windows and doors to allow us to be a participant coming up. And when we start our registration process in January coming, uh, we'll offer VPK classes for for four-year-olds free starting in August of 2018, 2019. And we are just excited, again, how the Lord has opened the doors and windows for us to offer that particular component talk
2: community well to be able to offer that in a christian context is so neat and you guys are able to do that and uh really you know those pre-kindergarten years are more crucial than they ever were it used to be that you maybe you went to preschool maybe you didn't and then you went to kindergarten and learned to read Uh, these days you have to come to kindergarten you pretty much have to be a reader before you walk through the door
5: Yeah, yeah, Bill. I mean, you're absolutely right. And and what our staff, what our preschool staff does here is just absolutely amazing. Actually, we we have classes beginning at babies through eighth grade, but our preschool unit, babies through fours, you know, they just build building block upon building block each and every year to allow our children to learn those initial sounds and colors and shapes and numbers, and to build upon that where sounds become words and words become sentences, and before you know it. You know, we've got young readers, and their minds is just being filled with the wonderful things of education and learning that the Lord has, in plan, has planned for them, beginning at those early intervention ages, three and four, kindergarten and above.
2: Pastor Paul Pucciarelli is with us from First Baptist Brandon Christian Academy, one of our half-price tuition schools at christiantuitions.com. And if you have kind of come to the end of your rope with where your child is going to school now, and you're like... Ready to do this right after Christmas, I would suggest you go ahead and jump on over to the website, christiantuitions.com, get the information, call the school, and access that opportunity. It is very limited. There's only a few of them, and it's just something that we do because we know some parents struggle. They wonder how they're going to put the budget together, and this allows you kind of what we would call a a rolling start or a head start into it, so you can work your way into that and know that your child has that opportunity. Again, at christiantuitions.com. You know, Paul, one of the great things you guys do too is you keep up with the technology and you've recently funded kind of an upgrade in that department. Have you had a big walkathon? Tell us about that.
5: Oh, yeah, Bill. And thanks for asking. Listen, we just a few weeks ago had a, our first annual, many annuals, hope to come, uh, school walkathon. It included our student body at three years old all the way through eighth grade, our faculty, our parents, our church congregation, our community. And what a wonderful day of outdoor walking activity and fellowship it was, all to earn monies, you know, to advance our technology here at First Baptist Brandon. And and I'm going to tell you, Bill, a heartwarming story, and here it is. Our goal was to raise $15,000. The Lord saw fit that we raised about $18,000. And, you know, it just reminds me me of the fact how the Lord always brings the increase. We had our big celebrations and awards uh, in conjunction with our junior chapel this morning. And, And, you know, just to see kids earning limo rides and all kind of prizes, individual prizes, class prizes. This made everyone this, uh, exhilarated about the whole process. And then they, they had an opportunity, since they reached and exceeded the goal, to throw a pie in my face and also <laughs> our assistant <laughs> principal's face, Mrs. Medlin. But what a great time of fellowship. The Lord gave us the increase, and these monies will go to, to like I said, and like you said, to advance our technology uh, infrastructure here. At the church, at the school.
6: Well,
2: what a great buy-in from you and the principal and from the staff there to be able to work that mm-hmm. event and to be able to sure. to be a part of sure. that. And uh, I know that pie probably was a mixed bag for you. You're, <laughs> glad, you're glad that you hit the goal, and then it's rough to rough to get that sugar yeah. out of your uh, out yeah. of your uh, hair and yeah. your face later on. Absolutely,
5: and Bill, <laughs> I'm sitting here right now talking with you, and I can still. feel the the smell and the taste of the chocolate pudding and the whipped cream and uh, it was all fun it was all fellowship and uh, and again it's just a, a great opportunity for our children our community our church family and again the lord brought the increase and i think that's because the lord knows our heart is correct and wanted to teach our children the things of christ through kingdom education christian schooling and also recognizing the importance of the academics and the building blocks for good citizenship as well. Amen.
2: Well, we're so thankful for you, pastor. Pastor Paul Pucciarelli with us on The Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl. If you'd like to learn more about First Baptist Brandon Christian Academy, go to our website, christiantuitions.com. Uh, you can also learn more when you go to uh, First Baptist's. Uh, uh but you know what, just Google it up. First Baptist Brandon Christian Academy, that's what I do. Great school, great ministry, and a great bunch of folks reaching out in Christ's name. I'm Bill Carl, coming back in just a moment. Pastor Ken Witten from Idlewild Wild Baptist Church here on the Bill Bunkley Show. <music>
7: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Japan's U.N. Ambassador Koro Besho says the government has told the North Koreans that they are criticizing their behavior in the strongest possible terms. That follows a missile launch day. He told reporters at U.N. headquarters they're very concerned and have condemned them publicly. The U.N. Security Council president says he has been in contact with key U.N. members, but no request has been made yet for a meeting. President Trump commenting briefly on the North Korean missile test as well Today, At the White House, after a meeting with top Republicans, the president also is predicting passage of the Senate tax plan. He's accusing Democratic leaders who refused to attend today's meeting with him at the White House of being, in his words, all talk and no action. After the busiest ever online shopping day in the country's history on Cyber Monday, everything was booming on Wall Street today. The Dow was up about 256 points, the Nasdaq up 34. This is SRN News.
1: It's time to tap the app. Download the Faith Talk 570 and 910 app today. Then tap the app for your favorite ministry programs and the Bill Bunkley Show. You can tap the app now to win an Airship Genesis prize pack for kids from David Jeremiah, including the Mission Quest Kids Devotional. Four prize packs available. Enter daily. It's time to tap the app. Download the Faith Talk 570 and 910 app today. Then tap the app
8: looking to get lower scores and better overall performance with your golf game orthogolfer.com has the answer orthogolfer is the world's first orthotic shoe insert specifically for golfers orthogolfer is designed to enhance a more optimal posture and to position the feet to better engage the proper muscles in the legs during the golf swing the result less pain in the ankles and lower back and maximum peak performance for your golf game when you replace the standard insole in the golf shoe with an orthotic specifically made for golfers you'll see tremendous benefits to the players balance and swing want to find out how to step up your golf game with a 30-day money back guarantee visit orthogolfer.com and you'll get our holiday special of $20 off retail for just $59.99 Plus, get free shipping. orthogopher is used by top pros and instructors across America, and now you can experience orthogopher to play the best round of your life. Available for both left and right hand golfers. Visit us on the web at www.orthogopher.com and step into your game.
9: I'm Barb Yoder, General Manager of Salem Media Group Tampa. We're so thankful for our ministry partner, John MacArthur, and Grace to You. Like everyone across the nation, John MacArthur and the staff of Grace to You are aware of the devastation caused by Hurricane Irma. John and the staff want to do something to help pastors with their recovery. If you're a pastor and your library has been damaged or destroyed, Grace to You wants to replace any of your MacArthur resources, any books, study Bibles, or commentaries by John, no matter where you bought them. So if you're a pastor, call Grace to You at the special phone number, 661-295-6281. Let their staff know what you lost as best you can, and they'll mail it to you. The number again is 661 295 6281. If you're not a pastor but you know your pastor's library has been damaged, just have him contact Grace to you when he's able. Their staff will be ready to help him. Call 661 295 6281.
1: Weekdays at 1 p.m. Don't miss Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. But what I've learned that as I say no,
8: my resolve is strengthened then when sin comes i can say no
1: because i've disciplined myself to say no fresh wind radio with dr chomo cousins weekdays at one on faith talk 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com we're going to the-
2: on this Giving Tuesday here at Faith Talk 570-910-FM-102.1. Bill Carl in for Bill Bunkley. He'll return to be with us uh, tomorrow. In the meantime, as we get fully into the Christmas season, so many of our great churches in the community put on presentations, opportunities for both the members of the church to, to celebrate Christmas, but also to bring folks who don't know the Lord or folks who are far from him back into the fold, so to speak, and we're talking with Pastor Ken Whitten from Idlewild Baptist Church, of course, in Lutz, host of Living Truth, every weekday morning at 9 a.m. and again in the evening at 6 p.m. Pastor, thanks for joining us. I know you're traveling today.
10: Well, yes, sir, I am, and uh, with uh, with one of my sons, and uh, took a little little time off after a busy, uh, busy holiday and Thanksgiving service, Sunday, and um, and it's uh, it's good to be away from Tampa. It's always great to come back.
2: <laughs> I was talking with my wife about that the other day. I always enjoy a nice vacation, but there's something about flying back into Tampa and the warmth and the sunshine that makes you feel good. And I, I know that you know it's good that you're taking a break now because I know for pastors, Christmas is a big roller coaster that starts winding up oh just the day after Halloween and doesn't stop until the New Year's uh, hits on January 1st. It's good for you to be able to take a little bit of a
8: breather.
10: You know bill i I totally agree with that and I, uh, I I think all of our listeners would agree that it's a it's a busy time of the year and if we're not careful we can we can miss the the holiness of what we call the holiday mm. uh, the, the world has such a an appeal and attraction and such a vacuum to uh, to just suck us into uh, the illusion of light and spending and making it about uh, receiving instead of giving making it about the you know everything that everything that uh, glitters is not gold mm. and and uh, and if we're not careful we can lose the perspective of of what just what this day and what this season can mean for us as believers in the body of Christ.
2: And it's crazy how you can lose that perspective, even as you're trying to celebrate it. You know, we have uh, two kids, Zachary's 12 and Sarah is seven. We find ourselves in this situation where we're trying so hard to provide them with a great Christmas, a meaningful Christmas, a focused Christmas that pretty soon it can kind of just become a checkoff list.
10: No, I really can't. And that. You know they they always talk about Xmas and you know that X can stand for not only excess it can it can stand for exhaustion <laughs>
6: it's
10: not careful and at a time of uh, of joy and peace and gladness boy it could be the most frantic time I, I, our family we kind of have this running joke in our family about about disney you know it's the happiest place on the world just go there and watch the people who are angry and yelling at their kids and and we just look at each other and say this is the happiest place in all of the world and uh and yet isn't it wonderful that the lord jesus does give us some time to stop and to pause and to think about what really happened on that evening that uh that god stepped out of heaven walked on this earth to step into our heart and to change our life for eternity and sent his only, son, not so he could understand us, but Praise so God. that we could understand that he does understand us.
2: We're talking with Pastor Ken Witten of Idlewild Baptist Church. You're listening to Faith Talk 570-910-FM-102.1. And Pastor, I'm so thankful that Idlewild and uh, Pastor Ron Upton and all of your staff there are putting together an opportunity for folks to do just that. Looking for Christmas is this year's Christmas presentation at Idlewild. Runs December 8th through the 10th. I believe on the 9th you have two services, uh, two opportunities, rather, at 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. And and really, I know that that's a, a big deal for you guys. It takes a lot of work and a lot of hours and a lot of sweat and tears, but such a ministry to the community.
10: Bill, it really is. It's a lot of volunteers. It's a lot of people who love what they do, all the way from the people who, you know, help direct traffic and with their flashlights bringing cars in to those that are singing, those that are playing the orchestra, those that are carrying banners, those that are ushers and hosts and greeters. Uh, It it is really a time for the community of faith at Idlewild to come together and to rally together on one cause, and that is the the glorious time of uh, the birth of the Lord Jesus and and doing it in song and doing it in a message. Um, We're we're pretty excited about uh, some technical stuff that will be going on in this year's presentation. I don't want to Give it away, but we we feel that uh, you know you know these are quality quality people, and God's given us a lot of favor, and we have a church that you know loves to do it. It's not about it's not about making money. I'm a, God knows we don't do that, and uh, we put out actually put out money, but it, we really believe it's kind of a gift and our gift to the city as well. And um, it, you know it's it's a lot of volunteers. Nobody gets paid, and. Uh, you know, we, we do it as unto the Lord.
2: Well, the quality of what is presented at Idlewild is always top-notch and always the gospel is at the forefront. The presentation, again, is called Looking for Christmas. You can learn more. Go to uh and check out the opportunities there for you to attend to get tickets for this presentation. Again, Looking for Christmas, December 8th through the 10th. And, you know, Pastor, I know that the focus partially at Christmas, or a big chunk of it, is to provide Christ followers the opportunity to dig deep and to really celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ and all that entails the salvation that we find in Jesus Christ but there's also such a huge evangelistic aspect to that you and I talked uh, off air a little bit and it's that whole thing about you know maybe uncle bob is far from god or he's never known jesus but he right. and sally are coming to town because they know uh, their little nephew maybe is going to be dressed up with a giant beard and trying to herd a, a toddler in a, in a sheep's costume across the stage. <laughs> that's,
10: you know, that's absolutely true. And listen, uh, we we love those kind of opportunities. And, and of course, you know, even when, we, when Dr. Ron titled it, uh, and his team titled it, Looking for Christmas, you know, we recognize that people are really, they really are looking for Christmas. Sometimes they're looking for what was past, what meant to them in their own life. Uh, we we look at the bible and we see some people that missed christmas you know the the innkeeper missed christmas mm. because you know he was he was in a hurry and he was making money and and he for whatever reason when joseph and mary shows up there's no room in the inn and that's a picture of the world that has no room for jesus christ you know herod missed christmas uh you know herod was was because of the hatred inside of him and the anger inside of him and the bitterness and and he didn't find christmas You know, the scribes scribes miss Christmas. They're five miles away from Bethlehem to where the baby is being born and from Jerusalem, and all they had to do is go check it out for themselves. They knew that he'd be born, and Micah 5, verse 2 says where he's going to be born. They should have known that. They could have known that, and they miss Christmas. And, And, you know, the people who find it are simple people, the shepherds, spiritual people, Anna, Simeon in the temple. Mm. And so may God give us the heart of shepherds and the heart of spiritual, simple people who love to be in God's house. And maybe that's our prayer, Bill, and I know that's yours and Mm. that's the listeners and their churches, because there's a lot of churches that have presentations. A lot of churches have, you know, choirs and cantatas and dramas and great series on Christmas. And, you know, they'll have their candlelight services. And listen, well, we're for every one of them. We stand on the sidelines and cheer every one of them because all of us have an opportunity to reach people that that won't come at any other time, but they're coming. And and I really believe they're looking for something, and I believe what they're looking is looking for someone, Mm. and that someone is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so may God give us in our city just an opportunity for the churches, all the Bible-believing churches, to reach out. And people would really, really find the Lord Jesus Christ, not as a baby. Nobody minds him being <laughs> as a baby, but find him as the King of kings Amen. and the Lord of lords.
2: We're talking with Pastor Ken Whitman of Idlewild Baptist Church. You can learn more about Looking for Christmas. Uh, their big presentation coming up dates of December 8th through the 10th at Idlewild.org. And maybe your church has something going on. You want everybody to know about that. Our community events calendar, you can post that up at Let's Talk dot com. Pastor, again, thanks for spending time with us. Before we we hang up the phone here, talk a little bit about some of the folks that you probably meet with and are able to pray with or impact, and this time of year is really, really hard for them. Maybe it's a loved one that they lost recently, a divorce that they're going through. There are people who are going into Christmas and they just want to get through it. They just want to get to January 1st and be into the new year and forget all this kind of stuff.
10: You know, Bill, that's very sensitive on your part to even mention that because you are you are spot on. There are some people, as much as uh, that little boy comes out in this pastor, and I look forward to it. There are a lot of people that are saying, "Listen, can we just turn the calendar page and can we get to 2018? 2017 was hard, and this time of the year brings back some memories. And those memories are both good and bad. But for some folks out there, Bill, they're walking through a divorce. They didn't have that six months ago." Mm. And this is going to be a Christmas where their families are divided. And this is going to be a, a Christmas, you know, not of peace. It's going to be a Christmas of tension. And then there are those who've lost loved ones. And and um, while they're, they while they rejoice that their loved one is in glory with the Lord Jesus Christ, hoping and believing that they are saved, it's only a reminder that there's going to be an empty chair around that table when the family gathers for dinner at, at Christmas time and the holidays and so um people are walking through pain and, and you know Jesus did not come to get us out of trouble, he came to get in trouble with us. And that's if there's any message of Christmas is that he came at the darkness of the night because sometimes the darkness of our soul is where we need him the most. And uh and that is Christmas it's it's not about a santa it's about a savior and it's a savior that came to take away the sins of the world but my sin bill your sin and and sin causes suffering not everybody's suffering because of sin but anybody who sins suffers and we live in a fallen world of sinners and so in that fallen world you're going to have people who are going to say you know we don't we, we don't have a lot to give this year we were hard we were laid off our job Mm. we lost a loved one uh and and so let's just be sensitive the people around us the people who wait on us the people that when we go to those stores the people are they smiling are they happy are they are they looking for something maybe we could be a source of Cheer to that person. Maybe mm-hmm. just that word of, hey, Jesus really does have a purpose for your life this year. Could make a difference in somebody's Christmas because they too are hurting while even they're serving. Amen.
2: Well, Pastor, we appreciate you taking time to be with us today uh, here on the Bill Bunkley Show and uh, for all that you do in the community, all that Idlewild uh, is about in terms of sharing Christ with others. Looking for Christmas, December 8th through the 10th at Idlewild Baptist Church. Idlewild.org is the website. And, of course, you can listen uh, to Pastor Witten weekday mornings at 9 and at 6 p.m. during Living Truth. And, Pastor, I just want you to know that we're praying for you and all of the pastors and church staff during this time of year. Amen. I know there's a there's a lot of energy and a lot of uh, expenditure of time and effort. And sometimes I'm sure you guys go home on a Christmas morning and think, I wish I could sit around and eat cinnamon rolls. <laughs>
10: Listen, listen. That's the last thing we need. Another cinnamon roll. Believe us, we have more Christmas parties coming at us in our fellowship. You know, the Bible says, uh, you know, that we got we got to be careful with just how we live our lives. And you know, as well as I do, Bill, that uh, you know, Mary had a little lamb, grew to become a sheep, then became a badness, and died from lack of sleep. So, you know, we we uh, we we we'll have things on our calendar, and every party has food. So you know we have to do that in moderation too and uh and make sure that uh, you know they, they say that the mind's a terrible thing to waste uh personally i think the waste is a terrible thing to mind so and especially this time of year <laughs> Well,
2: god bless you pastor and god bless uh, your wife jenny and Love all the Phil. folks at Idlewild. wild merry christmas we'll thank talk to you soon
10: thank you and merry christmas to you and all the listeners W T P and and uh, just know that Idlewild wild loves you guys
11: If you or someone you know is searching for the true meaning of Christmas and coming up empty, you are not alone. Make plans now to attend Looking for Christmas, December 7th through the 10th at Idlewild Baptist Church in Lutz. Bring someone close in need of the ultimate gift this Christmas, forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Don't miss Looking for Christmas, December 7th through 10th at Idlewild Baptist Church in Lutz. Tickets for Looking for Christmas are available now at Idlewild.org. That website again is Idlewild.org.
12: This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for Townhall.com. One reason to be concerned about the future of America is the reduced commitment of its young people to freedom, starting with free speech. A recent survey from the Brookings Institution indicates that 44% of millennials do not believe hate speech is protected by the Constitution. Moreover, 51% believe it's appropriate to shout down a controversial speaker, with 19% saying it's okay to use violence for that purpose. Mistakenly, 62% say the First Amendment requires one controversial speaker to be balanced by another. Today's college students are coddled by helicopter parents and seek safe spaces on campus, not freedom. With little or no civic education, students don't understand the First Amendment. Founder Benjamin Franklin said that whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freedom of speech. Wake up, America. The message from our campuses is that free speech is on the decline, and ultimately so is freedom itself. I'm David Davenport.
13: Learn more at townhallreview.com. People like you are turning despair to hope.
10: The children in school just radiate the hope of Christ that they're receiving. I would just encourage anyone listening to just come alongside and support this work because it will have an eternal impact.
8: Thank you for bringing hope to refugee kids this Christmas. Call 877-873-0190 or go online to letstalkfaith.com.
13: There's something in praying together that is a gentle
4: accountability that Mm -hmm. keeps you on course with each other.
11: This is Focus on the Family Minute, Dr. David Stoop recalling how praying with his wife kept them connected even when it was hard to pray.
3: We've had a fight in the evening and we, we pray at night when we go to bed and she might come to bed and say, are you' going to pray?" And I say, "Nope because I'm still mad." <laughs> she said, "Well, I am." and she never you never pray
2: uh, your uh, your partner into shame. You, she would pray by
3: the time she was done praying, my heart had softened, and I prayed. you know and so there was there was that gentle accountability that that regardless of what was going on, uh, if we couldn't pray together, we still tried, and we still did usually.
11: You'll hear more from Dr. Stoop at familyminute.org.
0: checkout
2: seems convenient but the store is the big winner they save tons of money on labor but you pay the same price with mr sparky if you request an electrician at com, we'll knock 40 bucks off the cost of our basic service call that's right request an electrician at com and the service call is only $19 and i understand there's a new jingle problems with the electric something's wrong click mr. Sparky,
1: uh yeah we'll work on that saturday mornings at eight ask an attorney with joe pippen
11: and the benefit of the trust is no probate no guardianship quick easy fast efficient and and private documents and uh in this case we provide provided for each of them for the rest of their life with some security factor there and also provide for their
1: children ask an attorney with joe pippen Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com.
2: All right, dude. So next time I'm in here with you, some Charlie Brown Christmas music. Cool? I'm Bill Carlin for Bill Bunkley. (laughs) Me and Mike having a little chat there. Mike Miracle, the bestest producer on the planet. Thanks for listening to Faith Talk five seventy nine ten fm 102one uh, Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, there's an article out by Ed Stetzer out in Christianity Today that I want to read. I never want to read another dude's article, but this is so good and so rich and so needful, and it might even sting a little bit. Uh, and it really addresses uh, kind of what's going on in our government right now, what's going on in our culture. Uh, so many... Uh, Complaints, so many accusations, so many confirmed and valid sexual harassment cases and assault cases that have affected both the right, the left, Hollywood, middle America, corporate America. Uh, and, and in the midst of that, our politics right now are so pol- polarized and, and we're trying so hard to make the right things happen. There's a temptation there to dismiss maybe one evil or to give it short shrift um, to make sure that some underlying principle or goal is met. And uh, I want to read, I'm actually, like I said, I never read articles out loud, but I'm actually in our next segment, I'm going to read Ed Stetzer's uh, uh, article that came out in Christianity today and, and I really, I really, I, in fact, I've tried. I'd, I'd like to get uh, Ed on the phone and, and talk about this article at some point. Maybe, Mike, we can work that out. Maybe Bill Bunkley would like to to have that conversation. I can't, you know, speak for him. Uh, but if you're not familiar with him, Ed uh, is uh, just a, a world-renowned Christian author, speaker. He is the Billy Graham Distinguished Chair of Church Mission and Evangelism at Wheaton College, the Executive Director of the Billy Graham Center at Wheaton College, I mean this guy is, I think, a giant in evangelical server, uh, circles. He is, a, he is a pastor's pastor. He is a servant of the kingdom of God. He is a servant of the people of God. And, and this article uh, at least should make you think a little bit. And, and so I hope you'll stick around for that coming up in the five o'clock hour. Also in the five o'clock hour, uh, we're giving you another opportunity to hear more about Heart for Lebanon. Uh, This is really, for me anyway, and I'm kind of praying that some folks will join along with me, uh, the focus for Giving Tuesday, which is today, that day that you support a ministry or a a charity or something that's going on positive. Maybe it's in your community on the other side of the globe. What I like about Heart for Lebanon is as they're sharing Christ with these children on the border of Lebanon and Syria, not only is there immediate benefit of blessing these children who have been devastated. Many of them have lost family members maybe their entire family Uh, but you also have an element in those refugee camps that would like to radicalize these children that would like to turn them into the next terrorists, that would like to take the fear and the pain and uh, mold that into hatred and uh, and put them on a path that uh is destructive not only to them but to all of us. And Heart for Lebanon is really kind of going on in the midst of that, in the heart of it. And uh, they are intervening with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they are counteracting radicalism with the radical love of our Father in heaven through his Son. And right now what we would like to do is offer you the opportunity to step up uh, hoping over the next couple of weeks to step up for close to 90 classrooms of kids, your gift of $98 helps bring food and a Christian uh, outlook, Christian values education to 18 refugee children. Here's the phone number: eight seven seven eight seven three zero one nine zero. That's eight seven seven eight seven three zero one nine zero. When Bill gets back, I know he'll have some stories to share. I know he's already spoken with you to some degree about what went on when he was in Lebanon recently with Heart for Lebanon. And we're going to get together with one of the founders of that ministry, Tom Adama, here in the coming days to talk more and to offer you that opportunity. Again, that phone number is uh, 877-873-0190. And, of course, with that, Giving Tuesday, kind of a great kickoff. It's kind of a great bridge between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And Christmas, man, I am looking forward to it. I really, really am this year. And I'm looking forward to seeing who wins the Countdown to Christmas giveaways going on right now. Giveaways? You hear my voice go like that? It's a a giveaway, Mike. Um, It's going on right now every week. A new prize package to give away. Uh, We've got a Mike Gallagher autographed book that's part of the package this week, next week, more of that. And coming up uh, before Christmas, you'll have a chance to win the Amazon Echo. We have one of these at our house, and I love talking to Alexa. In fact, one morning I was getting the kids up for something. It was a weekend, and they were irritating me. And to be really honest, I yelled loud. I, I put on my my dad jumped out of my mouth and yelled at my children, and I was like, "Stop!" And Alexa goes, for some reason, and here's a song by you know Bob Marley or whatever. He goes, and it comes out and just. Every little thing's going to be all right now. <laughs> you listen to Faith Talk. You listen to Faith Talk on Alexa. The Bill Bunkley shows. As a matter of fact, we'll teach you how to enable Alexa to do that. And we'll get you an Echo Dot maybe if you win our countdown to Christmas prize pack. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at my own jokes, but man, I'm funny today. <laughs> Ed Stetzer. I'm going to read his article in Christianity Today next here on Faith Talk 570, 910 and FM 102.1. Of course, you can listen live at Let's Talk Faith.com. Thank <laughs> you.
3: the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225.
1: Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group.
14: Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. North Korea abruptly ended a 10-week pause in its weapons testing Thursday by launching what the Pentagon believes was an intercontinental ballistic missile, a move that will escalate already high tensions with Washington. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis says this launch upped the ante. It
13: went higher, frankly, than any previous shot they've taken. It's a research and development effort on their part to continue building ballistic missiles that could threaten... Uh, everywhere in the, world. the
14: U.S. officially condemned the launch, which appears to shatter chances that the hiatus could lead to renewed diplomacy over the reclusive country's nuclear program. U.S. officials have sporadically floated the idea of direct talks with North Korea if it maintained restraint. Japan is seeking an emergency U.N. Security Council meeting to address the situation. President Trump is predicting passage of the Senate tax overhaul plan. The president is pointing to what he calls tremendous support among Senate Republicans for a tax plan which won approval from the Budget Committee and now heads to the Senate floor.
1: I think it's going to pass and it's going to be very popular. It's going to have lots of adjustments before it ends.
14: He accused Democrats of being all talk and no action and said Republicans are in a very good position to approve legislation that will provide massive tax relief. Greg Clugston, the White House. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson sought today to reassure Europe that the United States remains fully committed to European security, particularly in combating threats from Russia. Tillerson says Russia has not been a positive international force. Playing
13: politics with energy supplies, launching cyber attacks and disinformation campaigns to undermine free elections and serially harassing and intimidating diplomats are not the behaviors of a responsible nation.
14: Tillerson said the U.S. would be the first to respond to any attack on a European ally under NATO's Article 5 Mutual Defense Clause. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 256 points to 23,837. More on these stories at townhall.com. Interested in trading as a way to generate extra monthly income?
8: Listen up. Before you sign up for some garbage program or awkward in-person seminar, you really need to hear about the online trader program that everyone's talking about. This is the program that allows you to get your account funded with someone else's money. That's right. Apiary Fund will gladly put up to $100,000 of their money into your trading accounts. And the best part, you get to keep 85% of the profits without putting in a dime of your own money. Apiary Fund and this program are growing like crazy if you're looking for a way to generate extra income every month and finally learn how to win trades like the pros just call 800-342-2968 leave your email address on our voicemail and we will send you all the exciting details of how to trade apiary funds money and not your own call 800-342-2968 and again just leave your email on our voicemail to get your free report on how you can trade someone else's money call 800-342-2968 that's 800-342-2968
11: Illinois Congressman Luis Gutierrez is calling it quits. The 13-term Illinois Democrat has decided not to seek re-election. Gutierrez has been a vocal critic of President Trump over issues such as immigration as well as rebuilding storm-battered Puerto Rico. Gutierrez was arrested during an immigration protest outside the White House back in August. His seat is considered to be safe for Democrats.
14: That's Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. Meanwhile, another woman has come forward saying that veteran Congressman John Conyers had inappropriate contact with her in the late 1990s. The Detroit News reports Deanna Maher, 77, who ran a Michigan office for Conyers from 1997 to 2005, told the newspaper that there were three instances of inappropriate conduct. The House Ethics Committee is investigating allegations against Conyers, who has denied the accusations, and he has also refused to resign. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Three big European companies are teaming up to develop a hybrid passenger plane that uses a single electric turbofan along with three conventional jet
4: engines. The plane is an attempt to develop and demonstrate technology that in the future could help limit emissions of carbon dioxide from aviation and reduce reliance on fossil fuels. Airbus, Siemens, and Rolls-Royce say they plan to build a flying version of the eFan X-Technology demonstrator plan by 2020. The hybrid version would generate electric power through a turbine within the plane. That power would be used to turn the fan blades of the single electric turbofan engine. Correspondent Jeremy House reporting. It will
14: be a spring wedding on the glorious grounds of Windsor Castle for lovestruck Prin- Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Royal officials, thrilled with the international response to news of the couple's engagement and the positive reaction to their first-ever TV appearance, have revealed a few key details. More on these stories at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored by EDI Travel.
13: Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods.
0: This is the Bill Bunkley Show
2: Bill Bunkley taking a break today. I'm Bill Carl, filling in here on Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1. Some breaking news here. And, Mike, I'm going to ask you to kind of check in this, too, while we're having the conversation. Uh, police, major police presidents right now, in e- a presence in Ybor City at McDonald's, where uh, they say they are investigating a tip uh, that somebody is at that restaurant or in that area, has a gun, uh, this may be uh, in some way connected. I'm not sure to the Seminole Heights thing, uh, the Seminole Heights killings, but uh, they've been there since earlier today at tip of a suspect with a gun, and there remains there a pretty heavy police presence, and so we will keep you updated as we learn more about that, uh, and it's just something that's coming across now. Uh, television news are there. All the channels are there, and again, that's at uh, Ybor City and McDonald's. It looks like the chief of police is on hand there for the city of Tampa, and we will keep you updated uh, as we go through the day Um, and uh, rather the next uh, few minutes here and let you know what's uh, what's happening with that. Ed Stetzer is somebody uh, uh, probably in the last several years that I've come to admire uh, as a minister, as a pastor's pastor, as a guy who really has his, uh, his finger on the heartbeat, not just of evangelical Christianity. Uh, But on the kingdom of God, somebody who is able to look and and make some key points, some insights into situations that maybe aren't as simple as we think that they are. And he has come out with an article today in Christianity Today that has to do a lot with all the allegations of uh, sexual harassment, some of them not allegations, some of them proven, many of them admitted and assault that have been running rampant. And this is really not just a left thing or a right thing. Let me, let me, I I never read other people's articles uh, verbatim, but I really think this is so important and I want to read this and maybe even get your reaction on it in the time uh, that we have remaining. The name of the article in Christianity today is don't dismiss abuse. People matter more than institutions. And the subtitle is no more prioritaries in institutional protection over individual needs. And again, this is Ed Stetzer. Unless we've been hiding in a box, most of us have started noticing a trend in our Twitter feeds and daily news headlines. Sexual harassment and assault has been running rampant. And it is far beyond Hollywood and Harvey Weinstein, though he seemed to open the floodgates. It's also happening in our nation's halls of power. The latest, Congressman John Conyers is a member of the Democratic Party who chose to step down from his seat on the House Judiciary Committee after being accused of sexually harassing a female member of his staff several years ago. It's evident that partisan politics simply don't matter here. When it comes to the mistreatment of women, men on both sides of the aisle are to blame. Women are trying to speak out against these abuses, but certain politicians seem eager to make this about party allegiance instead of victim protection. This Sunday on NBC's Meet the Press, House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi discounted the accusers in a widely panned interview, an interview from which she quickly backtracked. But in the moment, instead of speaking out against sexual harassment, she decided to remark on the importance of due process and to pay compliments to Congressman Conyers, a member of her own party, for all he's done over the years to, quote unquote, protect women. Again, this is an article from Ed Stetzer today in Christianity Today. Yes, it's true, unfortunately. And if this sounds familiar, that's because it is. Many remember that after Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore was recently accused of child sexual assault, some, even most Republicans, were quick to condemn his alleged behavior. For that, I am thankful. President Trump recently came to his defense, repeatedly arguing to reporters that Moore was denying all the accusations. He also made a conscious effort to point out that the Senate does not need another liberal person like Moore's opponent, Doug Jones, in office. That's quotes around liberal person. And it appears that many voters may be swayed by this argument, that the most important issue in play is holding on to majority control. And this is where I love where Ed Stetzer goes on this. But that's missing the point of this moment. It's not about who is in the Senate. It's not about serious. It's about... Rather, it is about serious incredible credible allegations of child abuse. Our first priority is not protecting people of power. These messages are clear. Americans should place their trust, not in the multiple victim who claim women. These messages are clear. Americans should place their trust, not in the multiple women who claim to have been victimized, but in the innocence, please, coming from many powerful men. These are the messages we're getting. I'm kind of throwing this in. This is the message that we're getting from many of our people of power on both the right and the left right now. Institutions are at stake, they say. By the way, Pat Buchanan argues this today in an article on townhall.com. Majorities need to be kept, or or they are doing such good work, or people's jobs will be lost, or whatever. This, friends, is the wrong message for a number of reasons. Let's be clear. I understand that many find themselves hesitant to criticize men like Moore when we don't know all the facts. Believing in a person's innocence until he or she has been proven guilty is an important legal principle that is at the very bedrock of the American justice system. For this, all of us should be thankful. And again, we're reading an article from Ed Stetzer today in Christianity Today here on Faith Talk 570 and 910. That being said, our priorities must be kept straight. When women and girls are mistreated, our primary concern must not be first to protect the reputations of potential perpetrators in their institutions. In most cases, their day in court will come, and rightfully so. Our first response before bringing anything else into the discussion is this. Listen to those who have been victimized and give them the freedom to speak up and be willing to believe people who are sharing their pain. When a crime is reported, call the police. And when allegations are credible, take action. And if institutions, Hollywood, politics, or church, are building walls to protect those who abuse at the expense of those who've been victimized, we need to take those institutions apart, brick by brick. This is pretty intense stuff. I'm going to continue in a minute. We're reading an article out in Christianity Today by Ed Stetzer, who's really making a very powerful point. So many of us in the public forum have found ourselves in a position where we felt like we had to choose a lesser evil over a greater evil. And in this case, as it relates to sexual harassment and assault on women, I love it that Ed Stetzer is saying, yeah, that is not the truth. That is not integrity. We can't protect some political or cultural goal at the cost of people who've been damaged. That is ungodly. And I'm going to continue back in this article. Too many political leaders, right and left, worry about the stability of their respective political parties and spend their days carefully counting congressional seats. Everybody wants to either gain or maintain a majority. But the partisan scorecard becomes more important than everything else. We're selling our souls on both sides. One party may win, but the real losers are those who have been victimized because we have communicated that their pain will never matter as much as that congressional seat. I want to pick up the rest of this in our next uh, segment here on Faith Talk, 570 and 910. You can call in, too, if you have a thought, 877-943-9673.
15: futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors fire the stockbroker and hire yourself I'm Larry Levin and I've been on the trading floor for 23 years I was one of the biggest traders in the S&P pit I'm also the president of Trading Advantage the leading educational firm teaching people how to become professional day traders now for a limited time I'm offering one of the trading techniques I use to make 1.9 million dollars for free get started right now by calling 800-489-8876 leave your email address on my voicemail and I'll email you my free trading technique and daily insight Market report at no cost to you. This is the very information I use to build my fortune.
13: I was getting ready to retire. I still needed to make extra income, but I didn't want to work for anyone else. Because of Larry and his excellent instructors, I can trade successfully for myself, and I'll never have to work for someone else again.
15: Fire the stockbroker and hire the most dependable person you know. You again call in the next 90 minutes. Leave your email address on my voicemail 800 489 8876. 800 489 8876. 800 489 8876. And now your pathway minute
1: with Dr. Robert Jeffries. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed upon him. You can just see them nudging one another, whispering. Why did Jesus read this passage today? Is Jesus inferring what I think he's saying? Is he claiming to be the M word? Is that what he's saying? Surely not. When Jesus sat down for the explanation, he answered that question clearly. Verse 21, and Jesus began to say to them, today this scripture has been fulfilled. In your hearing, you've been waiting for the
6: Messiah.
1: Your wait is over. I am he. Pathway Minute is produced by Pathway to Victory. To access the Bible
8: teaching of Dr. Robert Jeffress, go to ptv.org.
9: I'm Barb Yoder, General Manager of Salem Media Group, Tampa. We're so thankful for our ministry partner, John MacArthur, and Grace to You. Like everyone across the nation, John MacArthur and the staff of Grace to You are aware of the devastation caused by Hurricane Irma. John and the staff want to do something to help pastors with their recovery. If you're a pastor and your library has been damaged or destroyed, Grace to You wants to replace any of your MacArthur resources, any books, Study Bibles or commentaries by John No matter where you bought them So if you're a pastor Call Grace to you with the special phone number 661-295-6281 Let their staff know what you lost As best you can And they'll mail it to you The number again is 661-295-6281 If you're not a pastor But you know your pastor's library has been damaged Just have him contact Grace to you When he's able Their staff will be ready to help him Call 661-295-6281.
1: Weekday afternoons at 3. I work for him with Jim Brangenberg.
16: I'm Jim Brangenberg, the host of I work for him. Who do you work for, really? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, your car payment, yourself, or your Lord? Your workplace is your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the
1: only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. I work for him with Jim Brangenberg, weekday afternoons at 3 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN online at Let's
6: can
2: Bill Carl here with you and for Bill Bunkley today here on Faith Talk 570-910. FM 102.1 and uh you know we started um we started uh at the top of the hour an article by Ed Stetzer that came out in Christianity Today and it really talks about how uh on the right and the left and in Hollywood and all across America it, with all these allegations of sexual assault and sexual harassment uh how many are choosing to discount those And it's like you're you're picking one lesser evil so that you can have some type of goal that you want to meet. Uh, Pat Buchanan today on townhall.com said that he felt like it was important, no matter what happened, to elect Roy Moore. Because if we have a Senate majority, then then, uh, that would be the pathway to Roe versus Wade being overturned because the GOP would put more conservative judges on the bench. So, I mean, this is, and it's happening on the left. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, this weekend, in the same breath of, uh, you know, saying, oh, what John Conyers did is wrong, and he used to be investigated, really all but absolved him of any blame by saying, oh, he's a great guy, he's done lots of things for women, he's iconic, and so you have this kind of thing on both sides that's going on, and what Ed is saying and i would agree is that hey we're we're missing something here is the church anyway if you're a conservative and you don't know christ or if you're a liberal and you don't know christ you don't believe in god this is a whole different conversation because your ethics are going to be different but if you are a christ follower then we have a call to reach out and and to be there for those who've been hurt. Uh, Kim actually has a perspective on this, maybe a little different. Kim from Clearwater calling in today. Kim, what's up?
5: Hi. Um, my point is we
9: we need to educate not only people to speak up when it's happening, but also to educate our females and our younger generation, male and female, that you
5: cause a lot of damage bearing false witnesses. These fake claims take away from the real victims. Well, how, okay, which, but which
2: false claims are you talking about?
5: Well, and I've, I've heard of teenagers doing it, accusing people of, you know, um, sexually harassing or molesting and stuff like that. Yeah, but, and uh, I know yeah. that happens, too, and it takes away from true victims.
2: Well, I would I would imagine that's so, but I think at this point the scales would weigh more toward we should take this seriously. I mean, because I think what you're talking about, it does happen. But not on a scale that would all of a sudden just discount all the rest of this. I mean, when you have multiple people coming forward who are not connected and people who are not teenagers, people who are 50 and 60 and, you know, years old and coming forward and saying this happened and corroborating stories on on all sides of this or, or 40 years old or 30 years old, you know, one caller and Kim, I appreciate your perspective. Thank you so much for calling in. One caller didn't want to jump on the air with me. Uh, to talk about this, but said, well, what about Bill Clinton? Why aren't we talking about this with Bill Clinton? And when we get into that, when it becomes, well, what about this guy? What about that guy? We're missing the point because I would agree with you. What Bill Clinton did with Monica Lewinsky a- and allegedly with others was horrible. A- and there should have been more to that. He was impeached, but there should have been more to that. And there wasn't. So what is our response to that? Is our response, well, do we stop with, well, they got away with it? Is that really, and I'm talking about a Christ perspective. I'm not talking about anybody else. Mike, we may, we may just go ahead and blow out that other thing. We may just go ahead and continue on here. Um, So when we get to that place where we're just, you know, well, this guy, you know, did it. Why aren't we yelling at him? That's where we're going to be messed up. That's why you've got Nancy Pelosi on one side almost exonerating John Conyers. And you've got Pat Buchanan holding out hope if we can put Roy Moore in there. And both of those aspects are the same argument. The aspect argument is that somehow, that somehow, some way, ignoring the lesser of two evils is a good thing. And, and that's just not the way that that really is, at least not from a Christ perspective. I and mean, listen, if you want to look at that from a political per- expedience perspective, if you want to look at that from just a pure uh, politics, Machiavellian exp- perspective, then then that's where you've got to go with that. But other than that, we can't go on. I'm going to go on with Ed's uh, with Ed's article here. And By the way, Ed Stetzer, um, we're just going to go ahead and, and continue on this with this. And he starts with brick by brick here in this article. And and Kim, thank you for your call. I appreciate that. Um, Too many political leaders, right and left, worry about the stability of their respective political parties and spend their days carefully counting congressional seats. Everybody wants to either gain or maintain a majority. But when the partisan scorecard becomes more important than everything else, we're selling our souls on both sides. One party may win, but the real losers are those who've been victimized because we have communicated that their pain will never matter as much as that congressional seat. Despite our concern, however legitimate regarding upcoming election results, we should, I love this, we should heed the words of none other than Kellyanne Conway, who reassured us that, and here's a quote, there is not a Senate seat that is worth more than a child, unquote. Ed continues, she was right then. That's why Roy Moore should step out of his race, but also why Al Franken should step down from his seat. And so should John Conyers. Being in Congress is not a right. Incredible allegations or admission, actual admission in Franken's case, mean you need to step down or away for an investigation. By the way, I demand an investigation into me, but I'm not stepping down. Okay. Uh, When we compare the importance of protecting political institutions to our need to care for those who are abused— The latter should win every single time. Any institution, political or not, that fails to do this and instead tries to protect abusive men at the cost of ignoring women who have been victimized must not just be confronted, but either eliminated or given a complete overhaul. Sound radical? Probably so. But as we have observed, what has been done thus far does not seem to be working as a number of men accused of sexually exploiting women continues to grow. And if you, like me, have talked to some of your colleagues recently, you know such harassment is everywhere. I I could, could just continue on to read that forever, and I may jump back that into a minute, uh, but I like this uh, one as well. Uh, institutions across the country, whether they're responsible for policy creation or film production, need to spend some time in self-reflection, considering where their priorities are. Do they side with those who've been victimized or defend perpetrators? They need to consider their long-term goals. Do they concern themselves with prevention or only look to cover up incidents of abuse as they bubble up to the surface? See, the problem with seizing power, the problem with coming to prominence in an earthly kingdom, the the issue that we struggle with, and this is me talking now, as Christ followers, when we aspire to, to power that is earthly. When we aspire to go beyond Paul, sharing Christ with, uh, with governors, and with procurators, and even moving, going to Rome, and demanding an audience with Caesar, to share Christ. When we move beyond that, and we seize, we try to seize power in an earthly sense we find ourselves having to make these decisions. And I don't know if that's the church's best place for it, if that's the best place for the church. You know, when we begin to defend that which is indefensible in in hoping of achieving some type of righteous goal, we find ourselves really in the place of... um, those who thought Jesus was going to take over and overthrow Rome. We, we put ourselves really in the place of uh, of Peter, you know, seizing a sword and, and cutting off uh, the Pharisee servant's ear. And and we have to be conscious of that. We have to be careful of that. We have to think really, really hard before we... we Walk down that path. And these things happen in the church, too. I, I know I've told this story on the air before. Uh, I have a friend. She's a uh, Christian contemporary artist. If I said her name, you may know her voice In her name. She's just outstanding. Uh, found out years after it happened that her husband, who had been a youth pastor, had been, had been beating her, had been abusing her, victimizing her to the point of physical injury uh after one of those account encounters in which he 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 just brutally beat her she finally mustered up the courage to take him to the pastor of that church where he was a youth pastor and and, and sit down and say this is happening and, and i don't know what to do and the pastor looked over at the husband who was working under him the youth pastor and said um hey are are you going to uh are you going to stop beating her? Do you do you repent and you're not going to hurt her anymore? And he looked back at the pastor and he said, um, "Yeah, I'm I'm done. I, I'm not going to do that anymore." And she looked. He looked at my friend, Missy, and I know her, uh, knew her for a number of years. And he looked at her and said, "Well, then you've got to go home with him." You know, let that sink in for a minute you got to go home with him. And, of course, when they got home, what he had done to get them into that church office was nothing. Now, thank God, later on, she was able to flee that situation and find healing and restoration. Some of the damage, though, physically is done. It should never be the same. Later on, the leadership of that church, more another leader came into that church, another servant leader, and it eventually there was a repentance, there was a healing, there was a a reconciliation and the ability to say, hey, listen, we are sorry. What happened shouldn't have happened. And we acknowledge your pain and your injury and um, we repent of that. But see, you can't get there if you're stuck back here. If we are stuck, if we are going to be stuck making decisions, lesser evil over greater evil. Uh, If we're going to be in that place as the kingdom of God, we're going to struggle. And people are going to hate us and persecute us, not because of Christ, not because we're doing the right thing, not because we're reflecting his image adequately, but because we're not. Scripture tells us, There is no law against love. There's no law against doing the right thing. There's no law against uh, embracing good and reflecting tenderness and grace and mercy to people. There's no no law against that. But when we seek to become forcible, when we become the kingdom forcible— People will hate us, not because they recognize Christ, but because they recognize the flesh. They recognize what's inside of us that isn't good. Pretty impacting article. Ed Stetzer today in Christianity Today. I'm Bill Carl. Uh, pleasure to be with you. Thanks for listening to Faith Talk, five seventy nine ten and FM 102.1.
14: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. North Korea abruptly ended a 10-week pause in its weapons testing Tuesday by launching what the Pentagon believes was an intercontinental ballistic missile, a move that will escalate already high tensions with Washington. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis says this launch upped the ante. They
13: went higher, frankly, than any previous shot they've taken. It's a research and development effort on their part to continue building ballistic missiles that could threaten... Uh, everywhere in the world.
14: The U.S. officially condemned the launch, which appeared to shatter chances that the hiatus could lead to renewed diplomacy over the reclusive country's nuclear program. U.S. officials have sporadically floated the idea of direct talks with North Korea if it maintained restraint. Japan is seeking an emergency UN Security Council meeting to address the situation. On Wall Street, a good day as the Dow was up by 256 points to 23,837. This is SRN News.
0: Not all religions have the same idea about heaven. It's important to understand what other religions teach so we can engage in meaningful conversations with others. You'll learn how to do just that in What Seven World Religions Teach About Heaven, a free resource from Dr. Robert Jeffress at Pathway to Victory. Log on to our station website and use the keyword heaven. You could also win a free cruise with Dr. Jeffress, retracing the missionary journeys of the Apostle Paul.
1: To enter, visit letstalkfaith.com and enter the keyword heaven. It's
16: called MediShare, and it's affordable biblical health care. And if you're wondering, what does that mean? Well, ask the people who are already members, like the Badger family. It's a big family, by the way.
5: We have seven boys, three girls. We live out in the country. We homeschool.
16: And they thank God for MediShare, especially after one of their babies was born with spina bifida. And the total bill was about a quarter million dollars. MediShare members met the entire need and sent them cards and letters letting them know, they're praying for them.
5: MediShare, is, I mean, we love it. With myself being self-employed, owning my own business, MediShare was a great option as far as affordability. With MediShare, as far as like all of our stuff, it's, it's always
16: come through. Yeah, more and more people are doing this, and you can see why. Hundreds of thousands of Christian believers sharing, and that is a beautiful thing. Find out more. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 84441 Bible. You
2: don't have to put up with any malarkey. Self-checkout seems convenient, but the store is the big winner. They save tons of money on labor, but you pay the same price. With Mr. Sparky, if you request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, we'll knock 40 bucks off the cost of our basic service call. That's right. Request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com and the service call is only $19. And I understand there's a new jingle? Problems, Problems with electric,
11: something's wrong. Click MrSparkyFlorida.com Uh, yeah. We'll work on that. Imagine sleeping in an Irish castle, celebrating St. Patrick's Day on the Emerald Isle. Travel Cats has created a St. Patrick's Irish vacation for next March so special you'll want to bring family and friends, tour the countryside, delight in local cuisine, dance, parades, and yes, sleep in a castle. Travel Cats offers fantastic group rates to customize destinations worldwide. Book today at 727 277 7300 or visit travelcats.com. That's cats, spelled Katz spelled K A T Z. Travelcats.com.
1: Saturday mornings at 8. Ask an attorney with Joe Pippen. If there's a mortgage
11: still on it, then he owns a one-half subject to the mortgage. If you pay the mortgage off and you want to be compensated for that, then just get him to sign a new mortgage or a promissory note to you so there's some some proof that he owes you the money.
6: Okay. I appreciate that.
1: Ask an attorney with Joe Pippen. Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com.
2: Hey, Bill Carl here. Never been much for Black Friday or Cyber Monday, but I love the heart behind Giving Tuesday. And today I hope you'll take a moment to support Heart for Lebanon as they work on the border of Lebanon and Syria to rescue refugee children for Christ before someone else captures them for evil. Your Christmas gift of $98 will help bring food and Christian education to 18 refugee children. Please call now, 877-873-0190, or click the Heart for Lebanon banner at letstalkfaith.com.
0: We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way.
6: We could be the generation that finally breaks the chains. We were made to be courageous.
2: Where are we at as Christians and where our place is in terms of uh, speaking up for those who've been hurt and harmed and balanced with what we would like to see in terms of the laws of this land? Eight seven seven nine four three nine six seventy three is the number. Eight seven seven nine four three nine six seventy three. Breaking news uh, continuing out of Ybor City. Police have been there for some time. They received a tip. But a man at the McDonald's there, a person at the McDonald's, will say, uh, that was related to the Seminole Heights killings. Four people uh, gunned down in the last uh, few weeks in that area. Uh, they are questioning a man now about those murders and have taken control of a gun uh, that they obtained at McDonald's. So they have this person. This is uh, coming across uh, to us from TampaBay.com. they uh, their staff writers there. They have a person down at the headquarters, according to Police Chief Brian Duggan, uh, at a a news conference. They are not under arrest and not in custody. But he has added, yes, I believe that this has to do with Seminole Heights. So we're going to keep you updated on that as much as we possibly can uh, in the time that we have remaining. Just really praying for a resolve to that case. Not only is that community being damaged in terms of the fear That is running rampant through there. In terms of uh, just that heightened anxiety, our law officers who are down there day and night and putting themselves in harm's way. uh, We've even had help from the FDLE, the Florida Department of of Legal Enforcement, Law Enforcement. Uh, Governor Rick Scott has been uh, diligent and vigilant in sending uh, law enforcement down to that area, deputies from Hillsborough County, all kinds of people. Uh, In that area, trying to bring this case to resolve, really praying that this could be, praying that they have caught the right person and that this will end. Uh, Just the hearts that have been broken and the kingdom of God in that community. So thankful for the folks at Seminole Heights Baptist Church who have uh, who have remained faithful to preach the gospel, who have opened their doors uh, for prayer services. Our own Barb Yoder was there uh, last week to be able to be a part of that. And so. As we take a look at this issue, we will keep you up to date and let you know what's going on. Hey, uh, this opportunity uh, to win for Christmas is pretty big stuff. And you can um, participate in our Countdown to Christmas giveaway. All you have to do is tap the app. That's right. Download the Faith Talk 570-910 app. It's free to download for your Apple or Android device. And uh, tap the app. To get in our countdown for Christmas giveaway. Now, this week, we're giving a prize package of three books. One of them, an autographed copy by Mike Gallagher's 50 Things Liberals Love to Hate. Uh, Great book on the connection between JFK and Ronald Reagan. I hadn't even thought of that until I saw that book resource. Uh, And a number of other things. Next week, we're going to have another terrific book package for you. And we're going to have some great prizes. Two of the weeks, giving away an Amazon Echo. I don't know if you've had a chance to use this thing yet, but I absolutely love it. It's the only person in my house that doesn't talk back to me. They just do what I say. If I'm telling you. I wish I could carry Alexa with me wherever I go. Alexa, tell me what a nice guy I am. They'll do that. By the way, I think Alexa has that skill, Mike. Yeah, I I think that would wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be a nice thing for you to come home at the end of the day and Alexa... How you doing? Oh, great, Mike.
6: Mm-hmm.
15: You've been. I, I would totally wear that thing out big time for sure. Oh my gosh! <laughs> tell me, tell me how my hair is looking. That's,
2: how's my hair looking today? By the way, you can uh, enable Alexa to listen to Faith Talk. All you have to do is say, "Alexa, enable Faith Talk Tampa skill," and then just listen to us. You can listen to Bill Bunkley, and it says, "Alexa, play Faith Talk Tampa," and you know you have it because Bill Bunkley jumps on and says. You're listening to Faith Talk Tampa with Alexa. It's so cool. really very, very smooth, and all that part down of the uh, part of the countdown to Christmas giveaway. You know what? We can also uh, help you take care of your uh, Christmas bills, and maybe some other folks as well. The Home for the Holidays four thousand dollars sweepstakes is going on. That actually ends December seventeenth. Now at Thanksgiving, we gave away I think it was thirty five hundred dollars nationally. So they've thrown another five hundred on top of that. And can you imagine? Having an extra $4,000 to make Christmas merrier. Now, listen, there, have you ever played the millet, the million-dollar game? Dr. Rummage and I were talking about this. It's called the millionaire game. You say, if I was a millionaire, I would do this. And you go back and forth. It always starts, if you're a Christian, we always start with this. Well, I would give, I would give a great deal to the work of the Lord. And then you start going, after I bought a Porsche. After we did, oh, but I would give to the Lord, and it's one of those things. It's actually kind of a great heart exercise, really, if you really want to see where your your priorities are. Check your checkbook. But that said, it wouldn't be bad to, to get four thousand dollars for the holidays. Maybe you got some credit card bills that you racked up uh, for Christmas presents. Maybe you would like to be of benefit to a ministry or to a to a church in your community. Maybe your home church, or maybe. You'll be really like me and go, hey, you know what? Let's have a really merry Christmas in Steamboat, Colorado. (laughs) All you have to do uh, to enter is go to uh, letstalkfaith.com. Click on the contest tab to win, and that could be a big thing for you. Uh, There's some shortages already this Christmas. We should talk about those. Christmas trees. Apparently, and I've never seen this before, live Christmas trees are... Are in short supply. And apparently what happened was several years ago, about 10 years ago, people stopped using so many live Christmas trees. And so the Christmas tree industry in response to that cut back their planting. Now, 10 years later, because it takes seven to eight years to grow a Christmas tree to chop it down and put it in your living room. Apparently now that Fraser fir is going to cost you a few extra bucks. So I'm kind of back and forth. I'm really thankful that two years ago we were at Walmart oh, the week after Christmas in uh, Roswell, Georgia. And my wife talked me into purchasing our very first, in my life, 50 years of living. After 48 years, she talked me into an artificial tree. I hate that thing with all my heart. It takes... I'm not kidding. I can go, listen, I can go down to Lowe's or Home Depot. I can pick out a beautiful Fraser fir or Douglas fir or whatever it is. You know, I like the short needle spruces, the blue spruces. They do it through that magnificent machine that somebody deserves every million dollars they make on it. You know what I'm talking about, the Christmas tree netting machine? I can go down. I can be down to Lowe's in 10 minutes. I can pick the tree in another five minutes. I can be out of there in 10 minutes, home. I can set that tree up, get it on plumb so it's straight up, cut the netting, poof, it lets down, and I can have that thing lit in an hour. Lit up with lights, ready to hang. Christmas tree balls on that my daughter will inevitably put the red ones next to the red ones. My son will put the the green ones to the green ones, and I spend two hours in the middle of the night rearranging the whole Christmas tree. But I can do that. This artificial tree that we got this year, or actually last year now. It's been two years. And I'm not kidding. It takes an hour and a half to set up. I watched the first half of a Buccaneers game setting up that tree this year. Because it's not just like there's sections, but each branch is a separate piece. So you put up the big, long stem, and then you have to match the color-coded pieces, the branches, as it were, and there's six or seven on each level. You have to pop them into this little groove. The groove doesn't always fit. You have to pop it back again. And then you have to go all the way up and get it done. And then for packing purposes purposes at the end of every year, you have to mush the branches into one another. You have to unfurl all the scratchy branches to make it look like a Christmas tree. I'm telling you, I just want a nice live tree that I can throw out by the curb and watch turn brown next year. And I think I'm going to do it. The only benefit to this tree is we have some really heavy ornaments, uh, clay stuff that Missy's kids from her classroom have given her over the years, real heavy picture ornaments and stuff like that, that you know, are in metal frames. With that artificial tree, I'm telling you, you could hang an anvil from that, and it's not going to break the branch. That's really, at this point, the only benefit that I can think about it. That and the fact that apparently there's a Christmas tree shortage. So maybe the artificial tree is the way to go. Or maybe, and I have to bring it to work next week. Mary Brockett gave me a Charlie Brown Christmas tree last year, single branch, red bulb, Linus's blanket, and the music, and the music rolls, yeah, all right, <laughs> I don't know where we're going from here, Mike you're listening to faith talk five seventy nine ten f m one o two point one and again, we're so grateful for you. we're grateful for all of the pastors. Uh, that are getting ready for Christmas presentations at their church. We're grateful for the worship leaders who are knocking themselves out to make it happen. And I hope that you'll take a moment this Sunday in the madness to pull your pastor to the side, to pull your worship leader to the side, maybe after practice for the Christmas cantata. Would you like a cantaco? And we'll have Christmas con tacos after the presentation tonight, folks, with donuts and apple cider. Um, And let them know that you love them. Let them know that you're thankful for them. And let them know that you share in the spirit of Christ and Christmas with them. And be nice to somebody, would you? Well, I think that should uh, just about wrap her up for this wonderful day. And uh, we're going to take a brief break and come back and close out the Bill Bunkley show for this Tuesday. This Giving Tuesday. November 28th, here on Faith Talk, 570 fm 102one You can also listen online at letstalkfaith.com. Great to be with you. Great to have this chance to talk. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit of uh, Heart for Lebanon, and we'll wrap it up here on this Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for listening.
14: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. North Korea abruptly ended a 10-week pause in its weapons testing Tuesday by launching what the Pentagon believes was an intercontinental ballistic missile, a move that will escalate already high tensions with Washington. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis says this launch upped the ante. They
13: went higher, frankly, than any previous shot they've taken. It's a research and development effort on their part to continue building ballistic missiles that could threaten... Uh, everywhere in the, world.
14: the U.S. officially condemned the launch, which appeared to shatter chances that the hiatus could lead to renewed diplomacy over the reclusive country's nuclear program. U.S. officials have sporadically floated the idea of direct talks with North Korea if it maintained restraint. Japan is seeking an emergency U.N. Security Council meeting to address the situation. On Wall Street, a good day as the Dow was up by 256 points to 23,837.
4: This is SRN News. For some people, difficult transitions like retirement, divorce, or loss of a loved one may contribute to feelings of hopelessness or even thoughts of suicide. The risk of suicide is even higher for men over 50 who've served our country, guys like me. Support from friends and family makes such a big difference. Every day, your actions could help save a life. Learn how you can help at VeteransCrisisLine.net. Sunday mornings at 9, join
1: Rabbi Stephen Weiler for Heart of Messiah.
0: And that's Luke 21, 24. We go there that when Jerusalem is back in the hands of Jewish people, the blinders will start coming off. That's when the gen- time of the
1: Gentile is being fulfilled. Heart of Messiah, Sunday mornings at 9 on Faith Talk AM 570 and online at Let's Talk
12: This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for Townhall.com. One reason to be concerned about the future of America is the reduced commitment of its young people to freedom, starting with free speech. A recent survey from the Brookings Institution indicates that 44% of millennials do not believe hate speech is protected by the Constitution. Moreover, 51% believe it's appropriate to shout down a controversial speaker, with 19% saying it's okay to use violence for that purpose. Mistakenly, 62% say the First Amendment requires one controversial speaker to be balanced by another. Today's college students are coddled by helicopter parents and seek safe spaces on campus, not freedom. With little or no civic education, students don't understand the First Amendment. Founder Benjamin Franklin said that whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freedom of speech. Wake up, America. The message from our campuses is that free speech is on the decline, and ultimately so is freedom itself. I'm David Davenport. Learn
13: more at townhallreview.com.
2: I'm getting more and more into Twitter. I used to not be, but I'm really starting to warm up to it. I'm Bill Carl. You're listening to Faith Talk 570-910-FM102.1. Dr. Stephen Rummage, of course, moving forward uh, weekday mornings at 8 o'clock, and I have the very fine privilege of being able to spend some time with Dr. Rummage in that program. His new book, uh, The Shape of Things to Come, What God Says About the Future, has just arrived. And uh, he was just tweeting that he uh, cannot wait Uh, to be able to have a chance to come back and read that. So I'm I'm giving you the skinny right now. Um, At Stephen Rummage, by the way, is Dr. Rummage's uh, Twitter handle, if you want to get on and have a look at that and congratulate him. Uh, Some very uh, important news, breaking news right now at this hour. We talked about it earlier uh, in this uh, from the Tampa Bay Times. A tip about a man with a gun has led Tampa police to descend on Ybor City. Actually, that happened around Uh, 2.45 today at McDonald's. Someone called and said, hey, there's a guy here with a gun. Uh, They pointed that person out to an officer. The officers confronted him. And now, according to Police Chief Brian Duggan, they actually have that person down at uh, at police headquarters. And uh, while he said they're not under arrest uh, and they are not in custody, he has added that he believes that this does have to do with Seminole Heights. He said that police have received over 5,000 tips Uh, Within this uh, period, 51 days have been at it. So uh, we are really praying hard that this is the conclusion to this. Praying that if this is the person who's responsible, if this is the person who committed these crimes, that he will now be held to account for them. And that community will experience uh, some relief and a sense of safety and a sense of uh, returning to some level of normalcy as much as that's possible. I'm sure there'll be more about this story. It's coming soon. And Bill Bunkley will have a chance to cover that for you uh, tomorrow on the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl. Hey, thanks for spending some time with me today. I don't know. We often get this time together. I'm thankful for it. God bless you. Have a great night. And uh, we'll see you in the morning.